the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters. Hello and welcome back to the Potty Plotters Plotcast. I'm Elaine. And I'm Julia. And today we're talking to you on episode, guess what number? 17. Well, you know, because you've just read that, haven't you? Anyway, it's our Potty Plotters Plotcast. And yes, it is number 17. And don't forget, you can get in touch with us at any time at all that yeah. you might want to, particularly at this busy time of year on any of our social channels. Yes, so you can get hold of us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Potty Plotters. Or our website, pottyplotters.uk or you can email us naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk we did well to get through that that's always the hardest bit isn't it remembering what it is that everybody can do and say to get hold of us yeah we and know about do, growing though, don't, don't we but we're not very good on this social no, but media but we, we try have got messages coming in i've yeah. had one actually that's just reminded me but we'll talk about that in a little while it isn't anything personal, Julia, but we will wait for you. So today we're taking you back to episode six and seven, where we told you all about how to start off your leaks in a plastic milk bottle and in seven, how to germinate your parsnips in a takeaway box. Yeah, and don't panic because you're not too late. You can still get them planted you're going to have a shorter growing season but it's not too late it's never too late it's never too late and you might as well just have a go we don't mind small in certain things well i like small but then i am well, i'll leave that with you right then and later in the episode we'll also be talking to you about growing some flowers now i know a lot of people don't associate us with flowers julia but they would be amazed, I think, as to how busy we actually get in the summer months with so many different varieties of things that we do grow, including uh, zinnias, sunflowers, dahlias when they come up. I mean, half of my plot is taken up with dahlias now. Yeah. We were saying that, actually, when we went out on a talk the other day, weren't yeah. we? We were saying how allotments really are changing and you've seen a lot more flowers on allotment sites, providing the associations allow that within their rules. Whereas traditionally, I think there were flowers on allotments but it was more for the showers rather than the growers yeah and they were exhibitionists yeah in more way than one we've got a few (laughs) exhibitionists down here but i think i'd be pointing the finger at you more than anyone else (laughs) but cut flowers do cost a lot of money don't they they do so why not grow some and it's great for the bees as well and for the different creatures that come up here uh you know like my sister she she trundles up every now and again just for a bunch of flowers and um, and why not that's what i would say so we will lead you through some of the easiest peasiest flowers to grow on an allotment or even in the garden. Not odd. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. Well, here we are outside in the beer garden, for want of a better phrase, Julia. It is where we like a beer every now and again. You know, I never used to drink beer until I started on allotments. It's an alcohol <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah but and when you say every now and again, we do... Yeah. Uh, well, it's pretty much every day in the summer, isn't it? In the summer, yes, yeah. definitely. I don't think there's anything quite like it around five o'clock, if not four, and uh, and we can have half a lager each, and it's blooming lovely. I feel like it's been in a pub, but in a different place. It's not so... Well, I was going to say salubrious, but I think it is actually yeah, and it's oh. quite cheap as well yeah very yeah but yeah. we buy it in in the cheaper months don't we yeah. and stick it in the shed don't tell everybody though no, no. but it is a lovely thing to be able to do now then talking of alcohol julia and i've gone very quiet now which is not like me as everybody knows but what have i got here at the side of me i'm going <gasps> to give you a clue oh 
Oh, is it the gin that we did it two is, episodes it ago? It is. It's the rhubarb gin. Now, you see, I don't think it's right that at nine o'clock in the morning, uh, I got into my wardrobe, pulled out the gin, obviously, and then I got a spoon inside <laughs> and then I had a whiz round and I had a bit slurp nine o'clock in the morning. No, that's, that's not, right. not right. It's no. not right, but I tell you what, it's blooming lovely. So I thought before we go any further to tell people what you need to do. So I've got the sweetie jar in front of me yeah. with the forced rhubarb, which is bright pink. Now, ironically, it was bright pink when it went in. It's bleached it white. So God knows what gin does to your innards. I've no idea, <laughs> but it's bleached it white and it's not very nice. It oh. tastes very bitter. So we're not going to be doing anything with that. But what I am going to do is I'm going to let you have a little sample. Oh, so no rhubarb crumble? No, honestly, oh. it's horrible. Mm. So I just thought I'd tell you, right, I'm reaching across and I'm just yeah. going to get these cups. I'm just going to put my hand over the... Um... Do you think this is a good idea oh. at the start of the episode, though? It'll make it more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, now that, that's, that's a good, quite a lot, really, that's isn't it? That's a good it? serving, yeah. yes. But yeah. I've kept the rhubarb right. out. Come Here on, then. That's Ta. over to you. Right. Here, then. Cheers. Cheers. Up yours. And you. The Potty Plotters Podcast with simple recipes for gluts and guts. So, as we said, this episode we're focusing on planting out the leeks and the parsnips that we've done in previous episodes. So, let's head over to my plot. We're going to put them on your plot, are we? Well, yeah, because I've grown them. I thought we were sharing. We we'll do have yours some first. if you want. Okay, then, I mean, I'll grow them. You can yeah. have them. Well, it's all right. I'm not bothered now. So here we are on my plot, Elaine, and uh, we're down by the side of the polytunnel. And I've chosen this side because it's really out of the way. And I know that the leeks are going to be in the ground for quite a long time. So I've chosen this side and I've also moved away from the side of the polytunnel. So I'm not in the shade because the leeks like the sunshine. So perfect conditions. And no different to you, I have a lovely fine tilth here that I've been working. And I've got the leek seeds that we planted in the milk bottle I think that was way back on episode six forever ago forever ago and can you see they've all germinated they all look fantastic in there in fact they're about pencil size now so it's the perfect time to get in them outside and that was the variety called elephant it was the elephant in the milk bottle yes and they certainly look elephant size because they are now the right size aren't they yes. uh, to be planting out but the other thing is julia how many seeds are you actually got in there uh, there's probably about 30 in there, so they are ready to come out. They're definitely uh, pencil size. So, Elaine, can you bend down? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm bending down now, so you've got to okay. come with me because you've got the microphone. OK, let's go. Right, so we're down onto this fine tilt, and yes, it is almost as good as mine, Julia. What don't do be, don't fool yourself into thinking it was as good as mine. Right. But have you wet those uh, that are in the milk bottle? Yes, they are. They're nicely uh, moistened. So what happens is when I tip them out, I'm just going to put my hands over the top of the milk bottle and just gently tip it out pat it on the bottom and they're all going to come Ooh, out oh look, look at, at the that. roots on that and i just want to knock them all apart now so i'm going to lay it on the on the ground and you can't see this but i'm shaking them all apart and the reason i'm doing that is because i want them separated and i have under instruction from you because you like your lines i have set a line with the knitting needles and some wool outside now i know you like to work to lines i don't work to lines because even though i've got this line to work to i'll still go off it 
Because well, that's not very good then, is it really, Julia? I mean, here's me going on about these lines. But the truth of the matter is you haven't got any weeds here. It looks like it could be a piece of grass, but I know that it's not. And I know also that you're going to cover it as well very shortly. I am. So I've got one of the leeks here. It's about, what, eight, nine inches in uh, in length. And it's got a lovely long root system. The root system is about, I would say, three or four inches long. That, Julia, is about eight inches long. Let me tell you, that is not three inches. It's massive. All oh, right. Okay. Well, anyway, what I'm going to do now is, is going to be quite brutal. Now, oh. you're going to be horrified by this because I know you don't do it, but I'm just going to nip all the roots off. All oh, right. Okay. Julia, you just said that you cut off all of the roots on the leeks. If you did that, they wouldn't grow. You're right. No, I didn't. I didn't cut them all off. What I did was I pinched out and left a quarter of an inch of the roots on the leeks. And the reason I'm doing that is because I'm going to make a hole with my dibber. I've got a little dibber here and it's got markings on it. It is one that you can buy in the shops. It was given to me. Obviously, I wouldn't pay for anything like that. Um, but I am going to make a hole in the ground and right the way down to it eight centimetres and I'm just going to drop that leak into the hole. Now are you going to backfill on the hole? No I'm going to leave it to let it do itself naturally that's one mistake that people do make planting leaks is actually backfilling it and what that'll do is cause you to have lots of uh, gravelly uh, compost between the layers of the leak so just let nature do its thing and I'm going to set another one now Elaine on this line and that is about six inches away from the original one so I'm just going to do them every six inches and again I'm going to nip the roots out and the only reason I do this is just so it makes it easier to drop them in the hole. Now, Does you... it have any effect though on the leak? No I've seen it done both ways and it's quite hard to get them down the hole with the root system on being yeah. as long as they are and I've tried it both ways and to be honest it's not made any difference so I'm going for the easy insert method which is... <laughs> I don't think I know that one Julia. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just nipping the ends off. <laughs> you seem to have fallen down <laughs> at the thought of an easy insert method. You've fallen down onto your knees, love. Are you all right? <laughs> so I'm going to carry on doing this um, <laughs> this line here. And uh, the thing that I'm going to do after I've finished my line, because it's obviously going to take me a while because I'm quite slow, um, I've got an old table behind me. And it's got no top on it. It's one of these old metal tables that you get from school. And I love it to use it as a frame to cover with netting. It works really well. You can just move it around the, the plot. There's no faffing at all. And with it, I've got some EnviroMesh. And I'm going to cover the table when I put it over the leaks with the EnviroMesh. And the reason that I'm going to do that is because of the Allium Leaf Miner, which is a tiny little grub that will get into your leeks and you won't know you've got it until you're eating it or you come to peel it. I've never had a miner. <laughs> I bet you've had one though. <laughs> I think I nearly fell over then. <laughs> anyway, I'm wondering, what, is that it? Are you going to water them 
them in? I am going to water them in because we've not got any rain forecast. If we'd got rain forecast, I'd probably leave it. But uh, yes, I shall get my watering can on them. So what you're going to do is fill the hole. And when you fill the hole with water, yeah. it automatically draws some of the, the uh, soil and compost round. Yes, Nat- let nature do its thing. But uh, but like I say, I'll be here a while doing dipping all my holes. So well, off you go. Go and get the kettle. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. So we've arrived back on Elaine's plot now. Uh, again? Yeah. Nice soil again. Thank you. I honestly, I'm really pleased with it because there's no weeds, there's no stones, nothing, and that's going to be perfect for what we're going to do next. Well, you know, I can see a blooming snail there, Julia. Well, going to have to get it. Eric's here. Normally, I chuck it over onto their plot, so uh, I'll just... What about that new fella on <laughs> plot eight? <laughs> He won't know anyway. It'll no. find its way back. Evidently, snails do that. So, on here, Julia, I'm going now to the uh, next beautiful, I think, uh, filled raised bed. And again, it's eight uh, foot. I was going to say eight metres, but that's massive. Isn't <laughs> that's it? a lot. That that's big. probably, I don't even think your plot's that long. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be. About uh, eight footish anyway, and uh, around four foot wide. And I filled it this time just with um, compost. It, When I say compost, it's soil and homemade compost that I've taken out of what I've been making all year last year. I know you're shocked. Didn't you get any muck? In it, no muck in it, no muck because I'm planting parsnips in here and it forks them. Oh, right, had you been planning ahead then? (laughs) Now, then, we talked about a burial site earlier in another episode, and Julia, yes, anyway. So, what I'm going to do now is I've put two lines out repeating what we've done before a piece of string between two of my mum's knitting needles, and it's a straight line, and all I've done is I've pulled it tight and the reason that I've done that is because I want to know what's a weed and what's a parsnip. If you don't have a line, it's okay, Julia, if you're weed-free like you, but I think it's very easy to forget very quickly what you've planted and um, unfortunately you won't be able to differentiate between a weed and a parsnip. However, what I've got down here then, so let's move down here. Here we go, bending down again. Get your knees in action. So um, I planted these from the takeaway container when they sprouted and I put them into little cell trays with a little bit of compost and look here yeah now that's the first time you've done it this way haven't you why didn't you just put the um chittered parsnip seeds in straight away well my dad always used to say that you cannot transplant beetroot parsnips and carrots they're root vegetables and I wanted to prove him wrong now, that's not being nasty. It's just a fact that I've seen them in garden centres and I think, well, if they can do it, why can't we? So that's why I thought I'd have a go at transplanting them. And they look really healthy plants. Around an inch and a half, two inches, something like that. And look at the roots under there. Oh, so I think that they are ready to be planted out. And because this soil is so lovely, all I'm going to do, Julia, is make a hole with my fingers. Oh, I tell you, this is like being... If this was on yeah. the telly, it'd be worth a thought. It's like having... Well, it's just marvellous. <laughs> Never mind I mean, what it's like. It's a shame like. we're doing this and, it, and there's no visuals or anything. No, no, but... it's beautiful. Thank you. Paint the picture a little more, Julia. Right then, so I've just wheedled one of these out, these little parsnips, and look at the root ball on that. It's phenomenal. The cell tray itself is around an inch and a half, so what I've done is I've shoved my hand in this soil around an inch and a half down, and all I'm going to do... That noise in the background is Eric. Yeah. I don't know what he's making. I know what he's making. He's what? making a fruit cage for his black currants and red currants. Why? Do they escape? No, but the birds have them. Don't oh, they? right. OK, really? then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just carry on then and ignore Eric. So all I'm going to do now is shove this parsnip 
plant into the soil and the soil julia put your hand off that microphone put it on that put it on the soil i don't want to get dirty hands when i've got a microphone <laughs> okay. in me now normally when we've chittered the um the parsnip seeds we're going to talk to you at the same time as doing this right okay oh. well normally when we've chittered the parsnip seeds we put them directly into the ground don't we because yeah. that's why we do it to get ahead of the game yeah. but i think probably a because you wanted to be experimental and and just prove to your dad that it does work yeah. but also because it was too cold as well wasn't yeah. it when we originally got the parsnips chittered so that's another reason that yeah. you did it like this i've waited for the soil to warm and that's why i wanted to take your hand off that microphone because you do seem attached to it and i'm <laughs> going to get it off you in a minute anyway but what i would say is the soil's warm that is the sign that it's a good time to be planting out so if you can just put the microphone down for a minute you could actually help me that's not what you normally say you normally say if it's warm enough to put your bare bottom on yeah, but, but we've got gareth at the back of yeah the and i suppose eric's down as well so we'll <laughs> wait until everyone's gone home before we try that test so julia i just need to remind you that i mean i know that you love parsnips and i'm willing to share them and in fact you can have some of my seeds that have grown beautifully but what i am going to remind you is that mine were white gem they're not the biggest like goliath but they are a trusted i would say seed to grow and you're not too late as we've already said but the other thing is we won't be eating them till at least september so put them somewhere on your plot that is out of the way not in the middle of a bed oh thank you top tip hints and tips for shortcuts to success the potty plotters podcast Talking of top tips, there's another one that I want to tell people. You know string? I love string, oh, as I you know. know yes, yes. <laughs> we use a lot of it, yeah, yeah. indeedy. But you know, it does cost a lot of money. If you haven't got a lot of money and you can't be bothered or you haven't got any, why not just use a ball of wool? Because that's what I actually do. So if you've been knitting or you know somebody who's been knitting and they've just got a few metres left, just nab it off them and use it instead. Tie it, like I always do, between two knitting needles and that will form your line easy peasy and it's not expensive oh that's a good idea have you ever come back and found anything's been knitting with it while you've been away i would struggle myself never mind anybody else contact the potty plotters anytime on facebook twitter and instagram at potty plotters or email naughty corner at pottyplotters.uk somebody's done that haven't they Elaine? they have yeah rachel from nottingham has actually been in touch now julia you don't know this so i'm going to just ask you Ooh. this off the cuff and let's see if you can get the same answer as me now sometimes we might get it wrong so rachel bear with us right she's been growing chard and she's been growing it in a polytunnel she sent me some flower uh, photographs not yes. flowers although that would be very nice rachel yes. thank you very much from nottingham but she sent me some pictures of the leaves and they've got little dots of brown on them what do you think that is I wonder, is it because she's been watering from above rather than at the base? And therefore, when she's watering and the um, splashes of water have gone on the leaves, as the sun's hit it, it's almost sunburnt it. So See, I think that's what it is. You are, well, I think you're spot on. Other than that, both of us are wrong because both of us have said exactly the same thing. So well done, us. I think that is the problem. Get down on your hands and knees, Rachel, and get near the base of those plants and water there rather than over the top. 
Or if you don't want to get down on your hands and knees, Rachel, I've got a, a watering can with a very long sprout. Sprout? sprout. Why have you got a sprout on your watering it's got, can? <laughs> it's got a very long spout and you can water from quite a distance. It's about a me, half a metre long, so saves you bending down, which isn't a problem for me, but someone like you, Elaine, yeah. I know you can't get up. <laughs> Julia, sitting here on the beer garden, and actually it's the gin, I think, it's gone to my head because I'm seeing things. That wasn't there last time I was sat here. What the heck is it? No, I've... (laughs) How rude! I've had my uh, saw and my uh, power tools out and I've made myself a cold frame. That's not just any old cold frame. I'm quite impressed with it. And I have to say, even Barry came, Barry the Brushman, came on the plot and did argue that I hadn't created that, I'd bought it. No, Barry, I created it myself. A cold frame is really, really useful. It's a halfway house between the greenhouse and putting things in the ground. And I needed one because I've got that much growing that I needed somewhere to move plants onto. And it's got, uh, well, to be honest, I made it all up in my head. And there's a few things that I might do differently next time when I, when I get to do another. In fact, I might have a few commissions now. But, uh, yes, I think it's quite marvellous. You see, Julia, I can't help but think of my childhood because I think that's a perfect place to play hide-and-seek. It's that big. I think I could get in that. Well, it was commented it was the size of a coffin. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. Right, before we go, what I want to do, though, Julia, is tell you that this is the perfect time now to be planting zinnia and sunflower seeds. Zinnia seeds are beautiful to work with because they're quite big and what I find really easy is to handle them with my big hands as you would say as your builder's hands and what I do is all I do is get a little compost into a recycled container so a plastic container make sure it's got holes in its bottom don't forget every bottom needs a hole in it otherwise you'll drown the seeds and then all I do is I plant the seeds every inch away from one another which makes it really easy for be pricking out and the type that I've got is um, sombrero and the sombrero type are bright red and bright yellow I can feel a yahoo coming on or something very ridiculous so I'm not going to say that but all I would say is once you've actually got 12 seeds in each of your containers that's how many I do I cover them up water them from the bottom as well and then I put them on the windowsill and I can guarantee in seven days they will have popped up and germinated what about sunflowers what type are you doing this year don't know what the variety is because last year we saved the seeds of one that had grown a couple of years ago and we really liked it because it was about three foot in height so up to my hips and it had got loads and loads of heads on it so all I did was save the seeds from last year dried them out and I'm using them this year and I'll be planting them individually into pots and we will be growing them on in pots before we put them out onto the plot and I'll tell you why we do that because the slugs and snails absolutely love love the sunflowers I've actually seen them with knives and forks on my plot Mm. Yeah, they walk their way over, honestly. I've seen them so flying yummy. over my plot. I think that's you, isn't it? <laughs> so was Eric. <laughs> In the next episode, we'll be teaching you about getting your tomatoes and cucumbers into their final growing spaces 
wherever that might be. So whether or not it's outside, whether it's in the polytunnel or indeed any of the greenhouses that you might have, we will tell you how to do it and most importantly, the conditions that are needed for successes. Can't wait. That is one of my most exciting things that I do up here. Just thought I'd tell you that, Julia. Anyway, until then, bye for now. If you want to know any more, well, you know the drill by now. Anyway, <laughs> Tra. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters is an Amberland Media Production. 